0: Welcome to Let's Talk About Bliss, the perfect side dish to your already almost perfect Takus day where we talk bliss, life, learning, and fun. I'm Heather, CEO and founder of Connecting to Bliss Coaching and a Jay Shetty certified life and success coach, NLP practitioner, and lover of most all things. I am here to share all that I have learned about bliss in a real vulnerable and fun way. Together, we will journey through this awesome life, hopefully eating as many tacos as possible. So sit back, grab your salsa, cheese, and tacos, and let's connect to our bliss. What is up, everybody? Oh my goodness, I'm so excited to be recording my seventh Let's Taco About Bliss episode. It is Heather here coming at you from my cold dark office. <laughs> I, um, so for, for, those of you who don't know, I moved into a new house in November and it's a very large house and I don't have a lot of items. So I'm slowly trying to purchase furniture to fill a house. And, um, uh, my office is kind of taking shape, but it might be the coldest room in the house, and I'm hoping that the more things I put in here, the more insulated it will be. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, thank you so much for joining me today on this episode of Let's Talk About Bliss. And today there has been a song going over and over and over in my head. <laughs> and well it's more not more it's actually not a song, it's more of a chant. Like, you know, the like cheerleader chant, like B-U-R-N-O-U-T, burnout. u r n o u t burnout. Oh my God, I can't believe I just did that. But yes, today I am talking about burnout. I recently had a friend, Um, I was talking to a, a good friend of mine and we were talking about like the content that I put out there and what I talk about. And, and we were talking about how I put some focus on burnout because I think it's one of those silent, joy, fevers, robbers that so many people don't really know a ton about. They'll flippantly say, oh my God, I feel so burnt out. But in reality, there's a whole bunch of science and there's a whole bunch of facts that the smart people know (laughs) about burnout. And it's one of those things that I truly believe people don't need to live with. Yes, I said it. You don't need to live with burnout in order to... Facilitate a life. It's not, although it is part of a lot of people's everyday. I don't believe that you have to be burnout, burnt out. Like it, it's truly not one of those things that you have to have. It's not like a tool in your toolkit. It's like, oh, I got my burnout there, and I got my scissors over there, and I got my. Like, it really doesn't have to be like that. So, I am talking about burnout today. To put more, I don't know, focus on it to get people thinking about how they feel and to think objectively and subjectively and like just putting more focus on let's talk about it. Let's let's actually truly think about burnout, because if you are truly saying that you're burnt out and you are truly burnt out, prolonged periods of burnout is highly detrimental to your physical body and your mental health. And. Like I said, I I find that a lot of people just flippantly say I'm burnt out, but I want to kind of reel it back in, put some realness back in there, and truly allow people to sit and think about where they're at in their lives and understand, okay, am I truly burnt out? And I'm going to talk about maybe some quick tools today that you can implement in your day-to-day that will help you alleviate even the mildest form of burnout Um, and if by the end of this podcast, you are like, Oh God, girl, I am so friggin' burned out and I don't want to feel like this anymore. Um, I'm hosting a free masterclass on the 15th of February of 2023, and it is all about burnout. And I want to talk in that masterclass, not so much about the symptoms of burnout, but what we can actually do on the day-to-day on how like how do we deal with this how do we alleviate it how do we eradicate burnout from our lives because like I said I truly believe that it's not one of those things that we just have to live with I don't want people to just sit there and ruminate in their burnout like it life is too short for us to feel like this and burnout is serious it can have serious implications as I said so all right are we ready let's get into it B-U-R-N-O-U-T, burnout. <laughs> I'm going to keep singing that. Although I do a different like beat every time. Goes to show you my musical talents. So I want to first talk about what burnout is. Because I don't truly feel as though a lot of people understand what it what it truly means. And what it is. And what does it truly feel like to be burnt out. But we first have to unpack what burnout is. So my good friend Google, I love Google, by definition, if you Google, what is burnout? It is the feeling, is feeling empty and mentally exhausted, devoid of motivation, and you get to a point of beyond caring due to prolonged feelings of stress and overwhelm. So that's the definition. So let's just unpack this, like feeling empty and mentally exhausted, how often can we say that we feel empty, empty and mentally exhausted? If you are a busy person, always on the go, working full time, doing all the things, have a partner, have a family, um, even if you don't have a ton of stuff, you can still feel empty, empty and mentally exhausted. Like, that's what I truly want to unpack. Like, even if you aren't super crazy busy, these feelings can still pop up. What does empty mean? It means like not having any motivation, not having any passion, not having any love, not having anything that kind of fills you up. No energy, all that kind of thing. Mentally exhausted, I mean... (laughs) you you can't say we're mentally exhausted sometimes um it's just like too much going on you just can't you can't compartmentalize things in your mind and it just like shuts down it hits like overload and you need to hit that control delete button (laughs) but there is no control delete on our minds sometimes um you're devoid of motivation as i mentioned it's like you just don't have it in you to get up and do the things you do the bare minimum and you just don't have any motivation to maybe even better your situation, better how you feel. You're beyond caring. Like, it's just like, you just wanna flip the friggin' table and just be like, screw it. Like, I just, I can't even, I can't even function. I can't do this anymore. I'm just beyond caring. And this is all a thing because of prolonged feelings of stress and overwhelm. And when you look at burnout on Google, A lot of times it comes down to burnout in, in regards to your work. And absolutely. I mean, there are so many crazy stressful jobs out there. And like, I was reading a few articles and I mean, I've done so much research on burnout, but there are even specific reports on which careers experience the most amount of burnout. I don't remember if you guys remember, but like there was a study years ago that said dentists have the highest rate of suicide, (laughs) I laugh I shouldn't laugh but now there are studies that show like there are specific careers out there that actually um report the people in those careers having higher rates of burnout I'm not going to tell you what they are because you can go and do your research but while I appreciate that and I completely understand that especially some of these careers I would be like yep especially in the last few years hello medical system um I can, I can understand why they're experiencing far more burnout than maybe other careers. But what I wanted to say and like what the point of me doing this podcast is while I appreciate that there are extreme levels of burnout that people get to a point where they literally can't function, I kind of want to help those people that are in the middle or on the lower end of burnout to prevent it from getting to that point. Spot of extreme burnout. I wanna stop, I wanna help people stop getting to that excessive point of burnout. There was a report that I was just reading, um, and it was saying between 35 and 48% of people now in 2022, leading up to 2023, record some level of burnout. That is intense, man. Like, and it was higher in certain age groups. The younger age groups between 18 and 25 were actually the highest rate, which, God help our kids. If there's any of you out there in that age group, I just want to give you a big hug and say, you got this, like, <laughs> I'm here for you. But, I mean, even the age group that I happen to be a part of, you know, the, what was it, 35 to 45, um, that they had a 42% um Burnout average like 42% of the people my age are burnt out, like that's a lot. And I would venture a guess, I would truly venture a guess that even if you were to go back and survey the people, the other 56% of the people at some level they are burnt out, they may just not be aware of it. And that is shocking to me because, again, burnout often. People, when people equate burnout, they think of their job. They don't think of the everyday stresses that we have in our life. And the easiest way for me to kind of describe what burnout is, is it's an imbalance between the responsibilities and demands that we have in our life, i.e. work, responsibilities of family, house, financial responsibilities. Um, uh, relationship responsibilities, all those sorts of responsibilities. There's an imbalance between those compared to rewards. And rewards can be anything. It could be um, time off. It could be holidays. It could be self-care. It could be uh, monetary rewards, like you're not earning enough. It could be recognition rewards. You have to think about that reward in regards to how it makes you feel. And It often will come down to things like time off and self-care, in my opinion, (laughs) because how often do I talk about self-care? But it really truly is a balance, uh, an imbalance between all the responsibilities that you have in your life compared to the rewards you have. And yeah, obviously that's a big part of that could be your job. Maybe you're stuck in a job that you really don't enjoy or you don't feel like you're being paid enough but the positives are no longer outweighing the negatives in your life. You're affected by a lot of stress, prolonged stress, because there is a way to deal with stress that it doesn't impact you in the long term. So if you have stress, but your positives are still outweighing the negatives, burnout's not going to be a factor for you. But if you have prolonged stress as well as the positives are not outweighing the negatives, that is when burnout happens. Um, And I mean, over the last few years, the (laughs) scale of burnout that I've been witness to has been unbelievable because of the heaviness and the uncertainties of the pandemic with COVID-19 still kind of around. Um, it's, It's shocking how much more I see burnout happening for people and that's just me like that's just my little circle of people can you imagine if you were to look at the scope of the world and the amount of stresses that have been happening over the last three years and really truly unpack how many people are getting the positives out of life right now and is it outweighing the negatives how many people are working their tail off just to make sure that they have a job or they can buy the three items now for fifty dollars at the grocery store because of of uh, inflation. It's it's yeah. I mean, like I said, I really want to focus on. And it's not that not to say that I don't want to focus on the people that are like extreme burnout, but I really want to try and help create. Um, Uh, a dialogue around preventative measures around burnout to make sure that people don't get to that extreme level of burnout. So I'm going to quickly touch on um, the different types of symptoms that you can have with burnout because... I mean, if you don't have any, uh, any help in regards to like a counselor or a therapist or a coach or something like that, you may not even really realize what burnout feels like and, and looks like in someone, whether it's yourself or whether or not you're, you're listening to this to, to find out more to help a loved one. So there's three different categories of, of burnout symptoms that you can be affected by. Uh, when you have burnout so there's a physical system so you're tired and drained most of the time so it's like when you wake up in the morning and you automatically even after a full night's sleep you still feel tired and drained like there's nothing left in the tank your um, low uh, fuel light is on constantly and no matter how much rest sleep you get it's just not filling you back up You also have a lowered immune system, so you often get all the bugs that are out there. For parents out there, you're picking up every bug your kids are putting down. (laughs) So um, you've got frequent headaches and muscle pain. I know for me, one of the things that I always tend to look for for myself in regards to the burnout symptoms is like, jaw pain, because I clench my jaw a lot when I'm feeling stressed. So if I start getting like really painful jaw or headaches because of my jaw, I'm like, oh, there's the indicator. That's it. Yep. Hi there, burnout. So that's just something for me. You notice a change in your appetite or sleeping habits. It's harder for you to fall asleep or it's harder for you to stay asleep or you sleep all the time. Like it, it truly is just any change in your sleep and change in your appetite as well. Um, if you're finding yourself uh, eating more or eating less or things like that. So, so, so those are some of the physical symptoms of burnout. Some emotional symptoms of burnout are things like, sense of failure and self-doubt, being very pessimistic, having a very pessimistic outlook on life, feeling helplessness, um, being trapped and defeated. It's really just about having that kind of negativity surround you and engross you um, all the time. And this is a funny one. It's a detachment to people and connections with people around you. Like You don't want to be connected to people. You start um, turning down, uh, invitations from your friends and family. And, um, you're just really, truly not wanting to be connected, but it's also feelings of being alone, which is crazy because you're, you're feeling not attached to people, but then you feel alone. It's like, well, yeah, it's because you don't want to hang out with people, but it really truly is just like, it's like one of those things that when someone, (laughs) there's, I think there's a meme out there. It's like, why didn't you invite me out to this party so I can say no? <laughs> it's one of those things. It's like I really want to have people want to be around me, but I'm not gonna. I'm not actually gonna be around them. There's a loss of motivation. Um, you can't get motivated to do the things, anything besides the bare minimum. And again, the increasingly cynical and negative outlook on life. Some behavioral symptoms of burnout are things like re- withdrawing from um, responsibility. So it can get to a point where you stop doing the things that you actually have to do, like things that you're responsible for. Um, isolating from others is a big one. Um, that's when that exhaustion, we often we often call it like, oh, I'm just going to stand because I'm so tired. But really, truly, it is about isolating yourself from other people, procrastination is a huge huge one, and using food, alcohol and drugs to cope. If you're that person that at the end of the day you require a glass of wine in order to unwind or or you require a bowl of chips or something, it doesn't matter, even if it's like you have to have a bowl of tomatoes um or drugs to cope to get through the day, that's a that's a pretty big indicator and I think this is one thing that is pretty rampant out there the netflix and chill and the glasses of wine every night like those are the types of things that if you require having those things in order to cope with life in order to get through anything then it could be a a pretty good indicator of burnout being outwardly reactive and having little to no patience if you're driving down the road and the guy cuts you off do you friggin' lose your mind um and have no patience for anyone uh, around you, whether it be a loved one or or a coworker or whatever. Um, so those are those are the common symptoms of a burnout. So, like I said, burnout. I mean, I've just laid out a bunch of reasons why burnout is kind of a serious thing. And I really want to be clear and say that, like, I'm not here to convince you that <laughs> you should deal with your burnout. I'm really here to help those people that are not willing to settle for it. And I wasn't willing to settle for it anymore. I found when I was burnt out, it was teetering on depression. And that's exactly what can happen when you leave burnout for a time and you do not deal with it. So it's like stress and overwhelm is the start of it. And then it turns to burnout and then it can go into some really far more serious impacts on our lives, i.e. depression, Um, which, I mean, (laughs) but even if we scale it back and just look at the stress, we know, we have all heard how stress can negatively impact our physical bodies. You get higher rates of high blood pressure, stroke, heart disease, uh, cancer, I mean, the list goes on and on. And so if we're just sitting there in our life, looking at and feeling the stress that we have on a daily basis and not looking at it like, okay, wow, this is a thing. This is something that I feel. And we just are kind of like, well, I guess that's life now. That statement in and of itself is so detrimental to our society. And I really want to hammer that point in and and think, okay, who's the person you love most in this world besides yourself? Who else do you love most in this world? Could be a loved one, could be your kid, could be your parents, could be your friend, whatever. Who do you love most in the world? And if you saw them being super stressed out, exhibiting signs of complete burnout or depression, would you want them to just be like, well, that's life. No right, of course not. Of course, we don't want our loved ones to feel like that. But I often, and I was, I was completely, completely. Um, I did this myself. I was, I was guilty of this. I was like, "Don't say as I do, do as I say." <laughs> I was living with constant burnout all the time, and I was like, "Well, no, I don't want my daughter to be burnt out or my husband to be burned out, but I'm going to live with my burnout." No, we don't have to live with burnout. We don't have to live with constant levels of stress and anxiety. Sure, things are going to happen and yes, things will be stressful, but I really want to empower you today to understand what you can do day to day to help prevent, alleviate, and maybe turn your burnout around into something more positive. So for the purpose of today's podcast, I'm going to give you three quick things that you can implement in your day-to-day that will help you with your burnout. Step number one. Do you have a pen and paper? Are you ready? Get ready. It's a big one. (laughs) Step number one is make sleep a priority. Okay. Now, your body is burnt out because it is tired. And as I said, sometimes you can have that burnout, um, show in the sense that you don't have, like you have, you'll have a full night's sleep and still feel tired. So while sleep is a top priority for you, it has to be paired with some other change in your behavior. (laughs) Hmm. And this means the things that we hear all the time that actually helps create a, uh, a healthy sleeping habit. So going to bed at the same time every single night, and waking up the same day, creating that habit of bedtime and, and wake up time, it allows your brain to fully rest in that time, it's not asking any questions, it's not being like, okay, why am I going to bed so late, why am I going to bed so early, it truly does allow your lazy a whole brain to just relax and know, okay, yep, th- I know this, this is the time that I go to sleep, and this is the time that I wake up. So creating that habit of going to bed at the same time every night and waking up at the same time. So set your alarm, babies. <laughs> um, putting down the phone and not watching TV before you go to bed. They say at least two hours, but let's be real. At least an hour prior to going to bed Put your phone down, turn off the TV, create a little ritual for yourself to allow your brain to fully kind of slowly relax and get into the pattern of having a restful sleep. Other things that you can do to help your sleep are avoid um, food uh, before bed. So stop eating at least two hours prior to going to bed and um, avoiding alcohol and drugs before sleep, because all of those things affect the quality of the sleep that you're actually getting in those however many hours. And really look at and start to write down and journal how you feel every single time you implement one of these things. So when you wake up in the morning, how do you feel in the morning? Are you feeling a little bit better? And you can even use like a a scale, like a scale of one to 10, one being you feel like a pile of poop or ten being like Yes I feel amazing <laughs> So it's a really quick way for you to to kind of check in with how you're feeling in the morning to see how rested you are. So one you don't feel rested, 10, you're so rested. And each time you implement something like turning off the TV at least an hour before bed or not having the glass of wine that you typically have, how do you feel in the morning? Because that reflection will allow you to see progress and see changes and without consciously writing down and thinking about those changes we will often be like well no I feel the same but you really have to land in that consciousness of okay is there any changes do I feel any changes and the other thing that I will add is that you can't just do it one night and think that like your world's going to change your body takes a while to adjust to changes and so if you are, let's say, going to turn off the TV an hour before you go to bed, try it for at least, let's say, five days, five to seven days, and record the progression of how you feel different in those five days. And if you truly don't feel any different, then try something else. And that's the reality of, of finding your bliss and, and getting out of your burnout is that well, well, What worked for me, oops, sorry, (laughs) hit the microphone. What worked for me may not work for you, but at least you have to try, right? So make sleep a priority. Use those tips that I just gave you to try and improve the quality of your sleep to ensure that you're giving your body the best chance at feeling truly rested. Okay. Step number two is talk about it. It's time to find someone in your life that you can talk about all the things that are going on for you that. Could potentially be causing your burnout we all need support we all need to have someone in our life that we can truly unpack things with and to give us a different perspective about what's going on if you're only in your own head sometimes you can't see the tree through the woods i think that's the thing it's it's you're only seeing it from one perspective and you it's it's so important to be able to look at your circumstances, what's happening for you in your life from a different perspective. And you can get to a point where you can look at things from a different perspective in your mind, but when you are depleted, when you are suffering from burnout at whatever level, it's very hard because you then enters that pessimistic, negative mindset that will trick your mind into thinking that you don't have any power in this and that you can't make any changes. Whereas if you're talking to your partner or your friend or a family member or a professional, someone that you've enlisted to help you to listen, they're going to, as, as long as they love you and that they, they care about you and that they're invested in your well-being, they might call you out of some bullshit, <laughs> which is exactly what you need. I remember... I remember at one point, I was so in my own head about my commute. And this is, I feel like I'm beating a dead horse. But this this commute was a big thing for me, my three-plus hours commute in a day. And it took me speaking to someone, I think I talked to my best friend, and I was like, oh, my God, I hate this commute. And they're like, well, have you done anything to try and, like, Have you asked your work if you can work from home a day? And I was like, oh, no, I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. And they're like, you haven't even tried. And they basically shook me up and empowered me with like, well, yeah, I I can try. The worst they're going to say is no. Right. So talking about how you feel, even if you have no idea if you're burnt out or not, just talk about how you're how you're feeling. Talk about what's going on for you if you are feeling really stressed out and 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 just can't cope with things, give it a go. Have a talk with someone, find someone in your life that cares about you, that is invested in your well being, and that can be honest with you and, and talk to them about it. I wanna destigmatize this, this, we are an island and we have to deal with everything on our own. The more we open up, the more we allow ourselves to be vulnerable with ourselves and other people. I mean, there is so much growth in that vulnerability and I really, really want to empower you to know that you are not an island and you do not have to go through this all by yourself. It's All the things that you are doing right now is hard. I don't even know who's listening right now, but I know that we all have hard things in our life and this idea that we have to do it by ourselves is not serving us anymore. We are not islands, we are people that like connections we require connections in order for our mental health to be to thrive and it's it's if you go back to the beginning of, of mankind we thrive in connection and I really want to empower you to know that you do not have to do this stuff by yourself. The next quick tip that I am going to tell you is one that I don't know you probably see, a bazillion times a day whether it be on social media or television but it can have the biggest impact and i'm and i'm being real with you treat your body better limit or omit alcohol try it for a month do like a dry february or dry march or whatever if alcohol is something that you use to cope with your burnout and stress and overwhelm cut it out I swear. Cut it out for at least a month and see how you feel. Record. Remember that journal I was telling you about? Journal, remember? Limit it. Cut it out. Get it out of your life. And implement things like, and or implement things like moving your body, creating an exercise habit, creating a walking habit, getting out in nature. Do something for your physical body because what happens when you have the stress is then it turns into, as I mentioned, all of those physical symptoms. And so if your body feels like shit, oftentimes it, it bleeds into how we feel in our minds. So let's first with deal with what we have absolute control over, i.e., what we go, what goes into our body, and how we move our body. And once our body is uh, is functioning at a higher platform, at a higher rate of awesomeness, it'll often impact how our brain is. And this is sometimes the hardest part because, as I said, burnout can really affect your. Ability to have motivation. And this is when it really comes down to talking to someone and finding someone who is going to help you on this journey to stopping reversing burnout. If you require... What I'm going to do, actually, I just thought about this right now. I have a great document to help you create habits. I'm going to include it into the, the episode notes so this will help you with some tricks and tips on how to create good habits and how to stop bad habits. So it really is about starting from the foundation of your physical body because if your physical body feels like shit, you will it will bleed into how you feel mentally. So let's deal with what we absolutely have control over, what we do in a day, i.e. eating and exercising. Making sleep that top priority. Again, helping your physical body feel better because without that, we're lost. And talking about it. So that's that kind of um, starting on the mental part of burnout. But talking about it and allowing a partner, friend, family member be that accountability person for you and be that person to help empower and inspire you to make the changes, okay? So those are the three things. Again, so talk about it, make sleep a priority, and limit the things that are detrimental to your physical body and implement things that are healthy for your body. Eating right, moving your body, limiting drugs and alcohol. Three very easy things that you can start to stop the burnout. Because remember, not remember. I'm empowering you right now. You do not have to live with burnout. Burnout is not a way to live our life. Life is too short to feel like shit. I feel like that should be my my tagline. Life is too goddamn short to feel like crap. And I want you to not feel like crap. So let's start with those three things. And if this podcast... um spoke to you if it resonated with you if you're like oh my gosh i think i might be a little burnt out i inspire you to sign up for my webinar on my masterclass on february 15th of 2023 i'll put the uh, link to register in the show notes as well as the habits guide it's a free masterclass i'm going to dive deep into more about burnout i'm going to talk a little bit more about what we can do to alleviate alleviate, alleviate, alleviate burnout and, um, how to create like a maintenance plan with burnout. And cause I don't want you to be burnout. And I know everyone who loves you don't, don't want you to be burnout either. So let's stop the burnout, man. Let's stop it. B U R N O U T burnout. B U R N O U T burnout. B-U-R-N-O-U-T, burnout. <laughs> Now here comes one of my favorite parts of my podcast is the fun part. And so I was thinking about this a lot the last couple of days. Um I'll start with something serious and heavy, but I remember I remember the day I think my daughter it was it was when my daughter was three years old, and I was like living in no fun land all the time, and I was a um I had this little girl and she's so fun and she's so light and she's so like just a bright, shining joy, fun ball of human. And I was always like, I have to do the dishes, I have to clean, I have to do all this stuff. And I just said to myself, like, no way, man. Like, I wanna have fun. I wanna have joy in my life. And how much fun is it to have fun? (laughs) And so I had to make a conscious decision to like include fun in my day in my day-to-day, I, it honestly, truly had to be like, I'm going to brush my teeth, I'm going to comb my hair, I might have a shower, most days, and um, I'm going to have fun today. And so that's why in this portion of my podcast, I want to include that, include that mind process for myself and for everyone out there listening. Like, if you want to have fun in your life, sometimes you it has to be a conscious decision. And it has to be very, very uh, intentional. And so... The fun I am going to have today is, okay, I have to admit, I fully paused the recording there because I was like, shit, what am I going to do for fun today? (laughs) Uh, I prep so much for these. I do. I actually do. I do prep quite a bit for the podcast, but when I get to this part, I was just like, okay, because I feel like I do fun a lot now. Like I'm always trying to be fun and light and do dorky things. So I have two things. One, I'm, I'm, I have a plan for a really fun um, reel for Instagram today. So I'm going to do that. Whether or not I finish today, I don't know, but I'm going to record it today. And two, my daughter has a bunch of LOL toys. And for anyone who doesn't have kids uh, or girls, little girls, They may not know what these are, but they're just like little doll toys and she's got a whole bunch of them. She's got like a a camper van that they camp in and this like (laughs) uh, shipping container house, super weird. But anyway, so she loves it when we set up little activities, not activities, but like we set them up like they've been playing um, uh, without her at school because she's at school today. So I'm gonna go down and do like a little, pretend thing that set them all up like they've been having a pool party while she was out at school so that's gonna be my fun today fun a ie like putting it together but also (laughs) seeing her face because her face is so awesome when she has this like thought of her dolls are magic and they do play without her here she just her face just lights up and i just love that so that's gonna be my fun today So that is my podcast number seven today. And I really appreciate you being here. This podcast has been so much fun for me and I really enjoy being able to just talk about stuff. So if there is any topic that you'd like me to feature on my podcast, please let me know. I would love to hear your ideas. I mean, I have lots of ideas. But if there is a topic or a subject that you're like, dang girl, you should talk about this. I'm here for it. Let's do it. Um, And uh, I might be reaching out to some of my good friends to see if they would like to be a guest on my podcast as well. Because you know, why not? Connections, connections with people. Anyway, thank you so much for joining me again on Let's Talk About Bliss. Heather out. One last thing. Don't forget to sign up for my free masterclass on February 15th. Love to see you there. Bye. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being here and listening to Let's Taco About Bliss. Be sure to follow me at, on Instagram at HeatherTheCoach or check out my website at www.connectingtoblisscoaching.com to find out how we could work together if you want to connect to your bliss.